0: I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to The Jimbo Paris Show. Today we have Dom Brighton. Great man. It's good to have, you know, another black man on the show. <laughs> Verse 1 2. Well, yeah, let's see what he has to say. All right. All right. Woo! Do- I'm in, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, my man, JP Jimbo Paris. How you feeling, man?
0: Great. Great. About you. Can you kind of give me sort of a, a brief summary about yourself, who you are, what you're about and what your message is?
1: Yep, sure thing. So for those who have been living under all the rocks, names Dominic, Dom Brightman, Folks can call me Dom for short to make it easier. And I'm a certified self-leadership trainer with the John Maxwell team who loves to coach, empower, and inspire others to create their own piece of immortality, whether that's a book, a podcast, both, or heck, even just getting the courage and the confidence to get your stories out there because everyone has a story to tell. And In this wonderful day and age that we're in, there are plenty of stories out there that need to be shared, especially the ones that will inspire others to really keep pushing on that extra mile and a way to go the distance and beyond. So that's really a little bit about me and how I got to where I am today.
0: So one word that really hit me was your own piece of uh, immortality. Can you kind of get into what you mean by that? That sounds really interesting.
1: Uh, my pleasure. Well, there's this wonderful book I recommend a lot of folks to read, especially those who want a success mindset, those in business. And it's the, called The Seven Lost Secrets for Success by Joe Vitale. And in that book, he mentioned a wonderful man by the name of Bruce Barton, who actually was one of America's few millionaires during the Depression and actually stayed a millionaire after the Great Depression was over because he was a businessman and he wrote a few books. One of them, was called The Man That Nobody Knows. And in that book, he basically showed Jesus as a businessman because of basically the way he lived his life. Because ministry is kind of a business for those who may be Christian and whatnot. He he even had a tax collector with him, of all people. And even though it's kind of hard to find some of his books today, you can still find him. That's still a piece of himself that was published hundreds of years ago. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, published... Almost actually 100 years ago, if I'm not mistaken, 1920s, I think that book was published and just stuff like that, just creating derivatives of yourself, books, leaving pieces of yourself, Heck, even planting a tree that lives long after you're gone, just just creating a piece of yourself, leaving a piece of yourself that folks can actually look back, say this person did that like hey that Don Braben he wrote going north in 2016 it's the year 3,116 and we still remember him saying spread the chocolate everywhere for some strange reason so yeah that's kind of what I mean about the business of immortality.
0: How do you apply this philosophy
1: to your own life? Good question one of the best ways to apply this philosophy to my own life is by creating content and the thing is heck I even remember a this post of a couple of days ago about Picasso about the fact that he produce thousands and thousands of art pieces but only 10 of them are seen as classics and that's the thing like sometimes you have to really put out a massive amount a quantity before you actually get to that eventual big piece of quality and that's really how i apply it to my own life i just keep creating keep keep meeting new people and learning from them and trying to apply something they may have shared with me that i apply my whole life heck even One of them, the wonderful Sam Leibowitz, who was on the Going North podcast, mentioned how he actually recommends all his coaching clients to start a victory log. And for those who may be wondering what that victory log is, for those who may know the secret and the whole gratitude journal where you write three things you're grateful for – A victory log kind of takes it to a different level and puts a spin onto it. Instead of just writing things you're grateful for, write the small victories that you've won throughout the day. Waking up today, that's a big win. For me, getting on this show is a big win, and having it still happen is still a big win because setbacks are just a way for your story to go for because if you take a setback and see it as a speed bump, you can drive right over it and see it as a setup for a future story and your success in the future. Heck, even writing 200 words down a day, that is another, Victor, just writing those small wins and then after a while going back and looking over your past wins and see it as a journal of proof and in a way translating it to future content, future stories to share with other people. And that's really how I apply it to my life, is just taking that advice from others, putting pen to paper, especially writing it down is more important because it sticks with you longer and just, heck, even sharing it with the with others if it works for me
0: and you know as you talk right now i'm just going to say you come across a lot as someone that's being like sort of a news broadcaster in a sense (laughs) (laughs) i've been told i got a radio voice
1: multiple times and that's kind of why i kind of got on this wonderful podcast with it because i started one of my own because hey the thing about gifts god gives his gifts to you to share with other people not for us to just hide it under the bed somewhere and let make it be friends with the monster known as self-doubt. Like, Hey, it's, it's a gift to share.
0: And you would also mention leadership quite a bit. What is your definition of leadership and how do you think someone can sort of cultivate that sense of leadership? Because I would definitely consider you a leader and myself a leader. And how would you give others advice on how they can embrace that leadership aspect as well?
1: Good question. Leadership simply is people see and people do. People see and people do. That's probably the easiest way to put it, because when you see something, when you hear something, it's going to influence you, because at a higher level, leadership is influenced. Nothing more, nothing less. And what we see and what we hear is what we eventually become. Like a few years ago, which I can't believe, which is almost (laughs) 10 years ago, when I came across the Hodge twins before they really uh, went off on the deep end and just listening and watching their videos just for laughs and giggles and just hearing the country accents. And then eventually I started having a southern twang to my regular vernacular on everyday conversation with people. And folks would ask me like, hey, where are you from? Like, you don't sound like you're from Baltimore. Well, that's kind of. Not true, but true at the same time because a lot of folks from Baltimore don't put the T in there; they just say Baltimore. But me, I I like to be proper and put the T in there. But yeah, I'm actually from Baltimore, believe it or not. But from listening to so much of their content, just laughing my butt off, like I eventually got that Southern accent. So I was influenced through my ears when I wasn't even really paying attention. Taking it to a deeper level, the books I chose to read after 2012, where I decided to choose things that would benefit me and my future and others like reading books from John Maxwell, reading books from Brian Tracy and countless other people really helped me to develop myself into a more positive mindset individual. And one of the biggest things I help people to really do in terms of leadership is that leadership starts with self and with starting with self, there's a wonderful acronym for folks. R-A-V-E. I probably dropped this on 90% of my interviews, but I'm going to drop it again because sometimes folks need to hear it again. So the R stands for reading, reading great material. The A stands for audio immersion. For those listening to the playback audio version of this wonderful show, then you're already doing good. The V stands for visual stimulation. If you're looking and watching this wonderful program right now, you're completing part two, if not part three, this wonderful acronym. And the E stands for encouragement, encouraging yourself and others. Because if someone's living and breathing, they need encouragement. The greatest coaches have coaches. Coaches always need coaches. Heck, some of them need therapists and coaches because, you know, coaches, they want to see you get to a higher level level. And they challenge you. A therapist really sits with you and just hears you talk for probably about an hour. And, of course, you have to pay him a fee. But at the end of the day, we all need encouragement because we all breathe air. We all need to drink water to keep ourselves alive and well, pun intended. (laughs) And that's really what it's all about. So leadership is influence because when people see, people do. And what you eventually hear is what you'll eventually become. So take care of the garden of your mind and your environment by making sure you put things in front of you that you want in your life. Like with this whole COVID situation, L- listening to the darn news every day, paying attention to the numbers, it's not good for you. I stopped paying attention to the news years ago and I shortly got back on during the pandemic. But after a while, I had to get right back off of it because hearing all that negativity all day is not good for you like that'll spike up your anxiety and you'll go crazy thinking, Oh God, we're going to die. We're going to die. The turtles are coming to take us over and turn us into a shell. So yeah, definitely take care of the garden of your mind.
0: And when it comes to all this, how did you sort of develop? Now I understood how you kind of develop your personality and sort of the way you communicate, but how did you develop sort of your character and your disposition as a person, you know, you also come across as someone that's very um, comfortable in themselves. How did you sort of embrace who you were as a younger person? And, you know, don't be afraid to bring up race of it. You know, that's sort of an underlying factor we never really talked about too much here.
1: Oh, sure thing, yeah, because I call myself chocolate every day. Like, my tan's freaking amazing. Like, we got some amazing tans, man. Like, shoot, natural tan, man, is freaking where it's at, man. don't even need to go to a tanning bed. You just... Wake up and be like, you know what? I'm going to be a Reese's peanut butter cup today. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, back to your question about character. (laughs) So I basically jump aside of the video game of life. And when I say video game of life, trying to gamify a life a bit, like trying to become better than what I was before. The thing about race, creed, religion, no matter where you come from, you're going to have adversity. It's just that if you're of the melanated persuasion like the us's, then, well, you're going to be at some higher disadvantages. Now, does that mean you should be a victim? No, but you can still be a victor and still overcome. That just means you have to work twice as hard as everybody else, if not more people, and make sure you market yourself twice as good as everybody else and make sure that you put yourself on the line. And character development comes from just really dealing with setbacks in life like 21st birthday, I received the gift of a car accident 2017 about a good six months after publishing my first book. My father died after a bad case of pneumonia and his darn dementia that he had to deal with. Heck even with COVID, like even dealing with an anxiety attack from all the crazy stuff happening out there, like all these setbacks, like dealing with those situations, heck even being blessed with wonderful parents who are decades ahead of me and basically having to level up in a way because they were senior citizens when I came around. So really learning from them or realizing that, hey, life can be short, but also try to make it sweet as possible within within reason that you can do. Because even though setbacks are going to come, don't let that be an excuse not to work hard and basically put your foot in the shoe and get yourself out there and do the running, do the jumping that you have to do to really get over hurdles. So developing character comes from dealing with life setbacks and seeing myself as an overcomer, as opposed to just a failure turtle.
0: Mm-hmm. And that that's a pretty intense story. And do you think the the setup of sort of your household may have had an even bigger impact, perhaps on the way you saw life? And maybe it kind of pushed you to sort of I don't know, uh, be a leader in your own sense, if I'm correct.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Solid question right there. It definitely did have a major impact because the thing about, heck, even with that RAVE acronym I mentioned earlier, another substitute E is environment. Like your environment will have a big impact and influence on how you carry yourself. And my father himself, he was a veteran in World War II and in the Korean War and was in, in the 82nd Airborne Division. And he also, his father was also a preacher, and he, even though my father didn't become a preacher himself, he still went to church, and he took me to church every Sunday for Sunday school, even when my mom didn't really like Sunday school that much, she preferred to go to the service. And from like 8.30 to 3 p.m., every Sunday for a while growing up, like I'd be in the church and just getting that influence, neck even seeing my father even in his early 80s still helping out the church and still making himself useful in his old age lifting heavy boxes from a food bank to feed folks coming into our food kitchen every thursday like just seeing that wonderful example of that hard work no matter what the age and actually even shaped really my mindset of making sure that i really stay as young as possible and make sure try to encourage other people not to really become 30 years old and say oh god we're old because that's one of our biggest pet peeves is especially if they're in their 20s no doubt saying oh man we are freaking old i'm like man if you don't shut up with your blasphemous mouth like you're not old to 85 collecting Social security because my parents were basically working hard in their senior citizen years too And they worked hard their whole lives and they still made themselves useful and they still got around. And there's still some people out there. Heck, I even talked with the wonderful lady on my show who didn't enter a bodybuilding competition until she turned 65 because it wasn't even on the radar. Now, she didn't win, but she still competed, even though that took a lot of courage, because no matter how hard you work, 65 is still 65. There's still going to be some wrinkles of life compared to. uh, 20 year old who was at the peak of their life. So, just really dealing with that wonderful environment and just taking in that mindset of, hey, you're only as old as you feel. So, what creaks and pains are going to come? It's a part of life when you're, especially when adversity comes and stress affects the body, taking that over years on end on top of everything else. Don't let that be an excuse to not still make a name for yourself and at least get some work done, at least have your own slice of life for yourself.
0: And we are talking now about making excuses, and that's definitely a big factor in what's holding a lot of people back. How do you think people can avoid making excuses?
1: Ah, It really comes down to just ownership. If you want to stop making excuses, just take full ownership. And it's definitely easier said than done. I can admit that because sometimes I may feel like, oh, God, like, man, I did not feel like getting up today. Another reason why encouragement is one of my biggest real core values in my life because everybody needs encouragement. We need to encourage ourselves sometimes. Like we, the, the people we talk to, or should I say the person we talk to the most every day is ourselves, whether we want to admit it or not. And whether or not you do it aloud, you're still going to do it in your head. And you have to constantly program your mind to say, hey, I can do this thing. Like, hey, I can achieve my next step in this financial abundance that i want to acquire like next book is going to get done i'm going to write 200 500 words today even though they're not public they're still going to go out today and really just encouraging myself to really get that out there and you have to encourage yourself you right now the listener and remind yourself that you matter no matter what because even though it's hard out here it can still make you even better because the thing is the classic phrase in churches is that there's no test. There's no testimony. There's no success story without a setback in your life. Like success, the price to achieve success is failure. You have to get out there, take your hits, take your bruises. Life's going to punch you in the face like Mike Tyson likes to say, and you're going to have to really deal with them and keep going no matter what. So it's a way to deal with not making excuses is by taking ownership of yourself and making sure that you can program your mind with heck even with motivational tapes audio programs heck even re- like something I even recommend for some folks is a wonderful lady by the name of dr Allison J k she has some interesting guided meditations that are not your ordinary guided meditations it's basically affirmations repeated in reverse so that way you can get your mind out of that victim mentality for more abundance in your life, for more light energy in your life, for more, even more playfulness in your life.
0: Can you sort of get into the methods that you sort of do or the things you sort of had to change about yourself? What were some of the, the challenges or obstacles you had? And I'm kind of thinking through looking at your social media here and I'm trying to see kind of where, what was sort of the obstacles you had to go through in life? in your journey to reach the person you are now today yep,
1: sure thing well one of them was find <laughs> basically falling in love with reading again because with grade school they give you books that you're supposed to read that'll probably make you hate reading that was me in my case i like, got to page five and just fell asleep and then came to about a good hour later like oh oh darn i gotta write a paper about this like oh crap this is a long battle and then Come 2012 after the car accident, after dealing with those setbacks and really just falling in love with reading again, picking up wonderful books and actually taking the advice from those books, you have to really see yourself as a guinea pig at times. You have to really experiment like and that's what I did. I experimented with certain things. One of the things I did, I call this the mirror force yourself method where you ask at least five people in your network that will be honest with you that have been around you a bit. To tell you what your three greatest strengths are from what they've gathered from being around you and what three things you need to work on. And one of the things that a friend of mine listed is that I have antisocial tendencies. And I'm like, wow, for real? And that kind of took me aback because I was, that was like at the beginning of the journey when I was making steps like joining Toastmasters and things like that. But apparently he didn't see that version of me yet. He still saw the high school version of me before. So, just taking that advice and making sure you keep your mouth shut through the process too when they're telling it to you so that way you can take it in and see if it's see if it applies and then take some action afterwards so after that join an additional club went to more networking events got my name out there network with other people even referred business to other people if it applies heck even one time and i actually attended a public speaking seminar for a buddy of mine is hosting it, and I attended. There was like maybe ten people in there, and one of the guys was a photographer, and we became good friends after that because out of nowhere, even though we didn't talk for like nine months, a person who guessed on my podcast needed a needed a film crew or at least a photographer for her book signing, and when I recommended his website. He was like, dude, this is so freaking amazing. Like, we don't even talk that much. You actually refer somebody to me. So just getting myself out there, taking the advice, making yourself a guinea pig and really making sure that you see if it works and keep doing it. Because if something works, keep doing it. It's kind of like when you say something funny, once and you get that laugh, you're going to beat that joker to the ground until you don't get any laughs anymore. Or if you're like me, you're just going to keep laughing anyway at myself and just keep it all pushing.
0: And so you mentioned Toastmasters. I, I've heard of that a bit, and what were some of your experiences in that club play? Like? Were there any sort of moments where you were trying to figure yourself out still, and do you have any stories about stuff that's happened in Toastmasters that may have impacted you in life in any way?
1: Yes, Toastmasters indeed. I recommend everyone to join Toastmasters, every single person listening right now and to the recording and the replay because – It's a great organization, low cost organization, nonprofit, been around for almost 100 years that helps you to become a better public speaker and a leader. Their tagline is where leaders are made. And I have to admit, I became a better leader after joining Toastmasters because one of the greatest leadership lessons that I've gained from being a Toastmaster is that you have to be a pace setter. And when you're the pace setter, not everyone, everyone's not going to keep up with you. No matter how passionate you are, you can inspire people but they're not going to have that same level of passion you have even if you are red hot on fire they may catch some of it but they're not going to catch all of it and that was one thing i learned through my presidential term at one of my clubs because when i joined the club i didn't see myself becoming no president and all that wasn't my goal i joined for networking purposes and when it was my time to become president I had an experienced team with about a couple of newbies and I thought, Oh, this is going to be an easy year. Well, I disappeared for one meeting cause I thought they could handle it. And cause I had to go to my day job at the time and out of nowhere, I come back to the meeting and nobody else is there except for like one of my officers. And I'm like, what the hell happened? One guy said he was moving and he had to remodel his house. Another Got another girl. She got her house robbed, and I'm like, "Wow, okay." But then she really kept no communication with me after that until a couple of years later. I'm like, "Okay, that was kind of strange." So I'm like, "Did I piss somebody off?" And it was, and they didn't come back <laughs> for a couple of meetings. I'm like, "Damn!" Like I thought I, like I, like I thought we were cool, and just having to run meetings by myself and actually take on those roles. And when they came back, they eventually kept put themselves back in position hopefully help out so we can get this team up when we got our goal of presidents distinguished that year as a group we still got the goal that year and even though we still had it folks still have lives to live and they had their different interests and the thing is you can find out what those interests are and see if you can cater to those interests but at the same time you have to realize like hey when you're a pace setter you're gonna be a couple steps ahead of the people no matter how hard you think even even if you explain it clear like everybody's not going to really keep up with you
0: Mm -hmm. you raise an interesting point there about how i'm just going to kind of interpret what you said there entirely how it doesn't really matter if you're very passionate because if you can't set the pace nobody's going to really be able to follow why you're passionate they may like it and like your energy but they may not really follow you or you may not be able to get an idea across. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about with leadership. You know? So that, that was a really, really good point you stated there. And you need a balance of both sort of passion, but also you need to be a bit, you know, grounded if that makes sense. And you need to be able to direct the conversation in a logical way, you know. You need to combine sort of that emotional side, that more logical side to create that Great experience for people.
1: Oh yeah, you can't just like try to manage people by fear and think you're a leader. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be it for a long haul. It'll, it'll work for a bit, but <laughs> but uh, good luck <laughs> down the road. Though
0: <laughs> I don't think that will ever work. <laughs> like, do will fire you. Like. <laughs> but, You raised some very good points there, and what are some of your best success stories when it came to people that you've sort of helped to guide as well?
1: Ah, one of the best success stories. Man, one of them is uh, actually when a buddy of mine, uh, Chaz Jackson, when I actually invited him to be on my podcast a couple years ago, he got inspired to do a show of his own, and he has a wonderful book out there that's all about youth leadership called gift and the gift. And it's all about helping teens and young people like get over bullying and be the best leaders that they can be. And he's now certified with John Maxwell as well. And he wanted to start a podcast and he was like, Hey, can, can you be a mentor? I'm like, Oh, shoot, sure. Well, sure. That'd be cool. And he just kept dealing with setbacks and was having trouble starting. And that's the thing. Like no matter how good, we may appear to be. We're we're all still human, nonetheless. Like we still have to take bio breaks like everybody else. Like no matter how much success someone has, they're still human. They still have fears, they still have desires, they still have basic needs like everybody else. And he was just dealing with some stuff. And he was like, Hey, so how about I just offered him like, Hey, how about open up my network to you, introduce you to some folks who'll be good for what you want to do and introduced him to about a good five people they appeared on his platform and then now he's i think he's probably like 70 episodes in now because he's been doing it as a live stream similar to you and it's been transformed to a podcast itself so yeah it's been like like just seeing him succeed with that taking some of my advice and some of the advice from other people that is appeared on podcasts with like that definitely has been definitely been a fun experience to see grow because that's the that's like that's the leader's really the greatest return a true leader is when he helps another leader find themselves and have their own version of success because true leaders don't really get jealous of other people's gifts they encourage them to shine and really define themselves and encourage them because the thing is someone's light isn't going to make are a light dimmer like getting jealous of somebody is small-minded like like the thing is it's either get better or get beaten basically if you're if someone has got a gift let them use their gift to your ability if you're the ceo of the organization be the darn ceo of your organization no matter how big and big or small it is and if that person's shining then let them get the credit but just make sure they don't try to you know (laughs) if they want to take over then that's then that's cool. They'll just have to find another place to work and let them shine somewhere else if they take it that far. But most times, it's not going to really go down like that. So either really just get better or get beaten and don't get jealous of people. Try to get better, better yourself. Use that as fuel to better yourself.
0: That, that's an interesting thing because you know, a lot of people, they get, they get really... This is a big one too because you're an entrepreneur do you think competition and jealousy can sometimes go hand in hand, even in like a business setting? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Like cause the thing
1: is, cause not everybody's gonna have the abundance mentality. Not everybody's gonna have the mindset of, hey, they're they're doing better than us. Like, oh, we gotta freaking knock them out. We gotta cut their legs off somehow, metaphorically speaking. And some folks still think that way. There's a lot of people that think that way, and in a way. I think social media is one of the things that really fuels that fire, sadly, because back in the day when social media didn't exist, like, hey, you really had to put yourself on one of them classic one page websites from like 1995 on Windows 1995, and had to get yourself in a phone book and phone books. It's like, <laughs> dude, those don't exist, really. <laughs> and if they do, who the freak is using them? Like, go to Google for that. It's still out there. But the thing is, the real folks are those who say, "Hey, okay, so what are they doing that we can do?" because even though there may be big conglomerates like amazon nothing against amazon in fact i encourage amazon like if y'all want to make a zillion dollars go on ahead but hey still support local businesses local bookstores and use that to your advantage use the underdog advantage by tapping into your resources having more time to connect with your clientele being able to communicate with them effectively heck even doing a little thing special heck i'll even shout out a Wonderful business called Black Gold Publishing, where every package they send out, like if they send out some books, that the packaging is in some gold packaging. It's like <laughs> Black Gold Publishing. And that when I receive one of the books from my past guests on the show and it came in a package, I'm like, wow, this is freaking amazing. Like just little small details like that to make yourself stand out. Like the thing is, no matter how big it is in terms of this. Well, actually, it actually is really big out there to really put yourself out there and get your stuff out there, but still find a ways to know your difference, to set yourself apart, regardless of the competition. Like use that competition to better yourself and not be jealous. Use it to become more creative and explosive growth will happen when it's happen to your creativity.
0: And speaking of growth, what do you think is the main aspect that's sort of holding a lot of people back? And how could they sort of get into more of that growth stage or that
1: growth mindset? Yeah, getting stuck. That's right. Yeah, sometimes life throws super glue or gorilla glue at our heads, and then we wake up and it's like, oh, crap, I got a pillow stuck to me. I don't, this ain't the comfortability I was looking for. Like, they talk about comfort zone, like, ah, oh, this is uncomfortable being yeah, as a soft pillow. Like, oh, no. But for those who want to get out of the growth, well, want to get out of the little zone of no growth and stagnation, ask yourself when was the last time i've done something for the first time when was the last time that i've done something for the first time because that question will force you to really think like wow i have not like read a book i haven't done that in forever i've been listening to nothing but podcasts or heck even like with me ziplining i haven't done that in a while left to do that again when things get a little more (laughs) sane hopefully even though it's kind of Looking the opposite somewhat <laughs> and just really doing things that'll really expand your mind. Heck, even taking a different route to where you want to go. Heck, even going to a different restaurant or heck, even go to a different website, listening to a different motivational speaker, especially a few years ago. I listened to a different motivational speaker for about a good month or so and just learned from them and their techniques and applied it to my own life and just making sure you absorb from different areas. And trying to do something new will definitely help you get out of that rut that you're in and also making sure you stay consistent because consistency is also where explosive growth happens. If you're not consistent in what you do, if you're doing a good job at it, then you're going to be stuck in your past. So get curious, get creative, and ask yourself, when was the last time you've done something for the first time?
0: Uh, Dom, do you have a website by any chance?
1: Uh, sure thing. I got a wonderful website called dombrightman.com. That's dombrightman.com. All things Dom Brightman is there.
0: Nice. All right. So can you possibly give us a bit of a run through of sort of how this website works and how people can sort of navigate it? Is this just some sort of pre-promotion for you, of course.
1: Uh, this is interesting to do. I freaking love it. So, as with a lot of websites, you're going to have your wonderful pop ups. This one is an opportunity for a free gift called the 21 lessons learned from four plus years of podcasting. A lot of folks, especially in 2020, were like, Hey, <laughs> I'm trapped at home. What the heck am I supposed to do? Let me start a podcast. Oh, crap. The mics are sold out. All right. I'll put myself on a waiting list. And they finally got their microphone. So if you want to learn from a guy who's interviewed over 550 plus authors, who is eventually going to interview a thousand different authors across the globe, who's gotten his podcast ranked in the top 10 self-help podcasters in the world for three years straight, this is definitely one ebook you want to pick up. So that's definitely the magical pop-up. And when you click out of the wonderful box, the invisible Vanna White, thank you so much. It'll take you straight to the going North podcast. This is probably one of my biggest ways of living my life motto, Advance Others to Advance Yourself. And with my podcast, interview offers all over the world. So big and small. If you're a New York Times bestseller, millionaire, billionaire, all the way to the regular Joe Schmoza, working a nine to five pack, even truck driver's heck. Even this past Christmas, I had a guy who actually was a Marine for three years in the U.S. Marines, and he finally published his first children's book after becoming 53 when he first got inspired to write when he was in the sixth grade called Little Man's Big Day, like had him on the podcast last Christmas, well, last, last week, last Christmas, and so, like, it, it doesn't matter what your background is, it's a nice, diverse group of people. So check out that Going North podcast. Indeed, heck, even for those want to hear more of Dom's goodness, you can click on Media Appearances. That's what Media Appearances is for as well. And, of course, books. That takes you to the three books that I've had my name in. So there's Going North itself. Mm-hmm. That's also an audio book. So if you're always on the go, yours truly is reading it. Then the follow-up book, Stay the Course, book number two at the bottom. That's also an audio as well. And the good thing is, they're both under a 100 pages. They're both under 100 pages. Good times. If you don't have all day to read 500 pages, I got you covered like a blanket, y'all. And the third book is Crappy to Happy, Secret Stories of Transformational Joy. Yours truly and about 29 other authors share stories that we've had to deal with in our own life to get to our happy moments. So I'm sure everybody's had a crappy day. We've had happy days too. So if you want some wonderful stories, a great grace of love, yours truly is part of this as well. You'll laugh, you'll cry and you'll be like, man, this is a darn good book. So that's what to expect on the wonderful Dom Brightman chocolate world.com website.
0: And I noticed there's a lot of authors. Are there any specific genres or specific people that, you kind of like to bring in to your show like are a lot of these people self-publish authors or they usually get help from somewhere else or what kind of area is this usually is this mainly self-improvement self-help I mean
1: oh yeah that's a beautiful thing I decided to let a hundred flowers blossom so I've interviewed just about <laughs> an author from almost every genre I didn't I never thought in a million years I have a romance author on my darn show and lo and behold I had three of them <laughs> on my show in 2020 so who would have thought so yeah so if you're but if you're a romance if you're a romance novelist that's cool because the thing is romance novels make a lot of book crews of money but the thing is they have inspirational tone because they can because they still have stories to tell to inspire this because folks may be like how do you get the writer's block oh i just see milk and cookies oh you also are a nurse in the daytime but you have this romance novel as well she's like oh yeah that's yeah, one of my creative a- outlets so Nonfiction. at the end of the day, it's an inspirational show. No matter what genre you're in, I uh, like to interview eh, just about almost anybody except for politics. We don't get into politics on the show. Although some may have been a little bit more liberal, some more conservative. I really don't care. I, I come from the journalist aspect. I'm just putting it out there and let the people decide <laughs> i want to be a true journalist right here don't <laughs> want to pick sides on this one so that's probably the only one i might not tackle but as they say never say never so we'll see
0: and yeah that's all the and what about uh media appearances and partnerships what's going on there
1: oh yeah some media appearances those are just some past podcasts i've been on that are still active and the thing is the the, the drawback about podcasts is the fact that if someone kind of pod and forgets to just publish more episodes, then, well, they go by the wayside, but these, all those should still be active. So those are just past interviews I've done and the partnerships. Those are some businesses that, uh, actually partnered up with as well. So if you want to hear more of uh, what the chocolate man has to bring, the dumb Bradman has to bring, it's all there. And uh, partnerships, those are some affiliates that I'm part of. So there's Old Tell Universe, and there's the Legendary Authors. So Legendary Authors, one of my past guests, she's a multi-time bestselling author. She has about a good 11 books, all that became bestsellers. And she has this wonderful course to help people become a legendary author. And Old Universe, that's a media company that likes to help folks have a Roku TV channel to get, put their content out there because streaming basically skyrocketed. It's 10 next in 2020. So I'm part of that as well. And Biz Catalyst 360. That is a treasure trove of blog goodness. So I'm one of the featured contributors there. There's probably a hundred plus contributors on that wonderful site. So if you're looking for something informational, inspirational, that's definitely one great site to check out. So it's just a couple of things with the whole partnership sort of thing.
0: Mm -hmm. And would you say your business is supported more by the crowd or is it more so by sponsorships or partnerships? I want to get more into the details about how your business could possibly work.
1: Yeah. Life moves at your speed of relationships. And not to say relationships are the main thing that really helps my business to grow is from referrals and just friends. Because the thing is, uh <laughs> it's good to have 10,000 true friends as opposed to $10,000. Because <laughs> even though both are nice, 10,000 friends, you'll probably get close to a million dollars with just the $10,000. Because the 10,000, you'll just get the loan or whatever, and you can have that startup money. But with friends, it's like they can connect you with other people. Like, podcasts i've been on i've sold books after being on shows like i've even referred past guests to other platforms and that's the thing like hey if you're a cool human and i like you then you'll be in good company and and you'll stay in you'll have some free real estate in my brain so that's really how the business works i put content out there for folks to devour and if they like what they hear like what they see they bring me on to speak and they Buy some of my content neck, even folks even refer me to other podcasts to guest on so that way I can put more of my name out there to market what I'm doing. So yeah, that's really what it is. It's a kind of a relationship model because the thing is the more relationships you build, the wealthier you become. And I'm not just talking about the dollars, even though those will make you holler. Like relationships are great.
0: <laughs> that's a big one too. A lot of people focus too much on chasing the money and why do you think that's such a bad thing? And why do you think people should focus more on cultivating other aspects instead?
1: Oh, yeah. reason why folks are chasing money so much because of Clinton, a.k.a. bills. <laughs> it's because of bills, man. That's why folks be like, I got to live. I got to live here. And the thing is, they're like, oh, I can't want to live paycheck to paycheck or just got to make this next thing count. As opposed to making meaning so that's probably one of the main things those people back they don't focus on the long term they focus on the short term they have a myopic sense of like hey if i get this paper you know get to flip that and really just live the life i want to live but at the same time it's like hey a bigger life awaits if you're able to make the meaning first and then the money comes later because at the end of the day people people have problems that they need solving and if you can solve problems the more problems you solve the more money you make the more meaning you make the more money you'll make the more friends that you'll make especially business relationships the more money you'll make heck even that's one of the funnest things that sometimes strangers are really more of your family from time to time than actual family because the family they may have seen you growing up for years on end like, I'm sure you, my man, Jimbo, folks would be like, man, my man's got his own freaking live stream TV online, man. Like, a man's doing it. And behind closed doors, maybe like, man, what's he doing doing that? Like, I could do that. I just need to <laughs> know what the heck I'm doing. Um, Maybe I should just eat this French toast here. But, like, just stuff like that. Like, just really deciding to just go out there and make as many friends as you can on the good good end of the stick and just really build those relationships up.
0: No, that's a big thing you know everyone is going through something okay no one is perfect with a problem free life so (laughs) nope people got problems they say more problems more money more
1: problems more problems more money it goes both ways you just have a different set of problems
0: (laughs) how do you think people can reduce problems in their lives what do you think Uh, how to reduce problems in
1: your life well seek to be a good human i'd say that's one definitely seek to be a good human i'd say like making sure that if you're doing good in the world i'll already find ways to do more good like if you're giving if you're donating a lot of money to charity every year find a way to donate donate even more money to charities every year if you're like like with me myself i seek to try to grow at least one percent every day if not ten percent every year and It's actually helped me grow with a lot of things like this year in particular. I've actually guested on more podcasts and sold more books this year than I did last year because I decided to take that growth mindset and put it into practice. So seek to always grow happy. Like growth is happiness. Like if you can find ways to make yourself truly happy by truly growing and doing harm to nobody, we'll definitely have less problems in the world we'll have less issues in the world we'll basically have less magazines in the world if you will if you could just focus on making sure that heck even my life mantra advance others to advance yourself find ways to help more people and that way the more people you help the more rich you'll become in more ways than one because folks on really really don't forget they truly don't forget people that have truly helped them out when they need it
0: mm-hmm. and th- there's always this thought in my head i'm looking at that title and why was it called going north podcast why north specifically is there some significance with the north
1: oh yeah thanks to santa claus and all of the snow it's uh, had to call it going let me stop
0: that ain't the reason for it.
1: <laughs> that's not the reason for it. the actual reason is is because those the name of my first book and it was originally a way to market my book and the thing was the title for my book came from a joke it actually started off as a joke because i'm sure folks have asked you jimbo hey how's it going jimbo and you be like oh fine great phenomenal business is booming and for me one day when my colleague asked me how's it going down i'm like ah, i'm going north and another colleague was signing in too, and she just busted out laughing. I was like, Really, dude? <laughs> like, just had to be corny and literal, huh? And I'm like, Yeah, I had to be the colonel of the corny joke kingdom, give you some cheese and corn, be extra cheesy, extra corny. And like, just all the way back then, I realized, you know what? I'm gonna make that the top of my book because northbound success is really where it's at. You wanna go up in life, you wanna advance in life, you wanna become better in life, no matter what. Like, if you wanna be. An entrepreneur, you want to be an author, you want to be, heck, you want to embrace your dreams, maybe get into the NFL, getting past those statistics, heck, even not even getting in the NFL, getting that promotion, heck, even finding that new relationship. And advancing in life happens when you point yourself up north to where you want to go in life. It's all about embracing your dreams and helping others to embrace them as well.
0: When it comes to embracing dreams, how, how do you think people? How do you think people should find their dreams? And I think embracing it is kind of self explanatory. You just need to accept yourself. But how do you think people can sort of learn to find themselves? Like, for example, how did you find yourself?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. If only GPS could work with that, man. Like, dude, that would be freaking amazing. Like, whoever thinks that technology would be freaking amazing. But one of the biggest ways, there's two things. One, I made sure I found my wonderful place of uh, peace. Uh, We all need our POPs. We need our place of productivity. We need our pockets of peace. And my pocket of peace is giving myself five minutes of silence every day of my life when I first wake up. And sometimes that expands to 30 minutes. And just letting thoughts come to me, heck, even on top of that, asking myself questions to help even Think of different ways, like thinking of, hey, what makes me laugh, what makes me cry, what makes me feel my best, what makes me feel drained, and just really taking those answers in. And then sometimes will just come right at you if you do it after a while. That's another reason why consistency leads to explosive growth, because I, that was a habit I've been doing consistently for years, like using my snooze button for a sensational moment of silence, like snooze, alarm goes off, all right, time to sit up, time to... Be still, be quiet, be with my thoughts for five minutes. Oh, let me change this snooze button up to a good thirty minutes. That way, a, I can have thirty minutes to just be with my thoughts. And then after a while, it's like wow, like just writing things down too. I like even keeping those wonderful notebooks beside me with a couple pens, because sometimes one pen dies, you gotta need another one. And just really just being with myself, asking myself powerful questions, and just taking in the answers and seeing if it applies by later putting it into practice later.
0: And we're kind of getting close to the end here, but I kind of wanna hit some more interesting questions. What do you think is sort of the future of you and your business?
1: Uh the future of me and my business was well, gonna be freaking on fleek, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna have metaphorical is gonna be high, yo. I'm telling you, sorry, it's gonna be skyscraper high indeed. Metaphorically. <laughs> uh I'm joking, I'm being a little position but yeah, that's the plan, definitely. Uh Right now, I'm in the works of doing a couple books. I got a couple books in mind that I'm going to be doing. One's going to be another self-help nonfiction book, and the other one's going to be a big project that's going to be a multi-piece faceted project that's going to be a book, audiobook, book, and online course, because a lot of folks tend to dig online courses because it's self, self-paced self and self-study. And that book in particular, that course is going to be called PodBook It, The Three Phases of Greatness to write your book, launch a podcast, and create a legacy. That's going to be launching in 2022 and definitely going to be doing some more speaking in 2022 as well, whether it's virtual or in-person. Again, definitely going to be doing that as well because, that, because I'm on a mission to encourage people and help people advance in life. And I'm also on a a stretch goal for myself of going north is to interview at least 1000 different authors on the globe. And I've done at least 500 plus so far. So those are just some things I got on the horizon. Growth is happiness. And I intend to keep growing like a tree because your business will only grow as far as you can grow yourself. So always invest in yourself and then your business will grow along with you.
0: Mm -hmm. Well said. And anyone out there that may be interested in starting a podcast, maybe just getting into media in general, or perhaps they want to start making content like us or writing books. Do you think there's a simple first step a lot of people could do for that? Sure thing.
1: Well, the first thing is to think to yourself do i really need to start a podcast that's the major thing because it's a lot of work (laughs) i'm sure you felt that in your head early with the stream yard platform because technology doesn't always work i do pre-recorded and i still have issues from time to time where it's like halfway through the interview the darn media file was cut silent like (laughs) like i like that like setbacks are gonna come in multiple ways. Now that that happened to me once. Like the interview was good. It was about a good. The audio file was like 38 minutes, and then I'm 17 minutes into the editing piece, and then the rest of it was just gone. And I'm like, what? Oh my <laughs> god! I was so freaking pissed. I was it's so pissed. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's a challenge, and you have to be consistent with it you have to be in it for the long haul because there's some now granted there's some shows out there where they just come out for a season or whatever just to be like a book podcast or like a murder series podcast or whatever but like if you're really going to do it then find it if you really want to do it after that look at a couple other shows see what they're doing and then see if it applies to you and then just get just work on your theme how you want the show to work and then just start your show especially when you have the technology if you have a good solid mic like this blue snowball microphone it was like 50 dollars, like four years ago i think it's like 69 now or whatever and it's been a pretty great mic for me like a lot of folks would be like oh get a blue yeti oh the blue Yeti's trash i'm like just get a darn good mic and get yourself a decent computer and just really go for it and then just grow as you go along because like myself like my first ever episode. The quality wasn't all that great because I did that on Skype with a bad microphone that was trash and had to outsource that. And even though I was fumbling and stumbling my way through, like I was a disaster that eventually became more of a master. And I say more of a master because I don't consider myself a master at it yet. I'm still, I consider myself like a brown belt at this, not a black belt, because even though I got 500 plus episodes under my belt, I can still learn there's still more room for growth and just take it as far as you can go so definitely find out if you truly want to start a podcast first if you're serious about it and if you are study other podcasts to see what they're doing to make their shows work and then also just make sure you get your technology right just start with what you have like getting a good windows 10 or an apple pc don't get a chromebook don't do it you're going to hate life after one year of having it that happened to me (laughs) and just really just start and don't wait too long to start because sometimes we can let ourselves and talk ourselves out of success. Don't talk yourself out of success by waiting too long.
0: You gave some really good advice. there. some advice that, you know, I definitely agree with. And again, you've been doing this way longer than me and I hope I could possibly learn from you as well, you know? So definitely a lot of helpful stuff there. So, Another thing I want to ask is, if you could possibly go back in time and talk to your younger self, what would you tell them? Ah, wow.
1: If a younger self, I'd definitely tell them, uh, let's say, three things pop in my head. The first thing I would tell them, read John Maxwell's books, especially if you're 18. Like, read John Maxwell's books. Read every single one you can get your hands on. Then join Toastmasters, apply what you learn from the books and then when you get in the gym, make sure you stay in the gym, no matter what happens, no matter what, if you're feeling bad today, just go anyway. Like, just, <laughs> cause the thing is like, I've, I've been a yo-yo my yeah, my whole life, basically grew up as a bad kid. Then towards the end of high school, got to like 160 pounds, stayed, stayed there, but got a lot of, a little bit of muscle, like growing up. And then like after some grief, gained some weight back and then lost it again, then COVID happened, gained some again, now lost some again. So make sure you stay in the gym as well, because the thing is the more you put your body to work in the gym and keep yourself physically fit, your whole mind, your whole body, your whole being will be a lot more fit. You'll be more spiritually fit, more mentally fit, and you'll be able to take on more obstacles and challenges if you're fit in those ways.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And as we end off this show, are there any sort of final words you'd like to give to the audience? Any other nuances or maybe piece of advice you want to give? Uh, sure
1: thing. Well, the first thing is thank you, Jimbo, for having me on your show, man. Like, this freaking awesome, dude. Cause I You're never want to hesitate to show gratitude, man. Like this is good. This is good. Just been great interview, man. Man has some great questions and definitely got to thank pastor Bob Thibodeau for hooking us up together as well. And for those out there still listening, like never hesitate to show gratitude in your life. Like someone holds the door for you. Thank him right then and there. If someone doesn't, don't worry. Like after a while, people just hold doors for me. Now when not even second thought because I decided to create my own world. Like no matter how crazy it is out there, you can still create your own world. If you take the wonderful steps to really make it happen for you. So never hesitate to show gratitude and take the action today. That first step to creating your own world.
0: All right. Thanks again, Dom. All right. Also guys, make sure you buy uh, David Medansky's book. He's giving a lot of interesting weight loss advice that could really help out there. So, yeah, go purchase that. Thanks again, man. I'm Jimbo Paris, and this is The Jimbo Paris Show. Thank you for listening to The Jimbo Paris Show.